This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Berunias. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. You always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. Hi there. So on the coming few episodes, we're going to dive into a topic that is pretty big, very important in many of our lives, and to me, what a lot of life is about. And the topic is relationship and relating and connection, which is a big part of relating, huh? So to me, this is a big part of why I got into the self-mastery work to begin with. I, My suffering, my drama, my reactions, my confusion, and feeling like I was failing and not getting it right um, showed up in my close relationships. But the further I got into this work and the more I teach it to others, the way I look at it today is that so much of how we're living so much of our existence in this you know, manifest side of, of consciousness, of reality, is relating. We are relating to our own minds. We're relating to our conditioning. We're relating to our emotions. We're relating to our physical body and to the things around us. Like we talked about in, in the previous episode, episode, we're relating to time and money and attention in different ways. So it's this dance of relating and what is your half in that relationship and whatever it is with. And for me, it's that's often where the key is. It's not so much about changing all these other stuff, like changing our mind, changing our emotions. It's changing how we are relating to it. How do you show up in that relationship? Is it from fear, from control? in the form of anger, pleasing, or is it coming from love, from expansion, from possibility? So I'm really excited to dive deeper into this big topic on relating and relationships. And I will have conversations in these first episodes with with Gary, Gary Van Warmerdam, and later on also with other people. And something really exciting that Gary and I have been thinking about for a long time, and I know he's been bubbling with excitement of wanting to share this, and, and, and I have too. It's a workshop on relating, on that fundamental foundational piece that we often miss when it comes to relating, even when we learn, oh, communication is important, even when we take classes or trainings in relationship, often there's a foundational piece that is being missed. And we'll talk more about that in these episodes. But that's also what we, in a very practical way, will train you in, in this upcoming workshop that will happen in January. So there's more about that. I'll leave a link to it. Uh, You can check it out and see if it's for you. And 
I invite you to take this journey with me, with us, of exploring and relating, exploring relationship, and how we can make them just as good and juicy and trusting and connected that we want them, whether they're with our children, with ourselves, with our emotions, with our spouse, with our partner. Yes, it's possible to have a warm, rich, nurturing, heart-opened connection. And I want more of that for you. So without further ado, let's dive into the first episode in this series on relating and relationships. Recording in progress. Hello, this is Gary Van Warmerdam. Uh, and Ava Bronius. Hello. And this is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast and... The Uncover You Podcast at the same time. How about that? How about that? Well, we're mixing it up. Yeah. Beloved, beloved chaos. Beloved chaos. There we go. Mm. This is this is when you have more than one entity interacting with another entity. You have some kind of relationship going on. Yes, I think there is relating happening right yeah. now. We got two podcasts relating with each other. We got two humans relating with each other. And we got side. some technique, technical stuff in between devices yeah. and recordings. And it's complicated enough. I was sharing in the, the group coaching call with my group, you know, think about like, okay, I got a, you know, I got my mind. I got all the different parts of my mind and their different agendas and emotions and different belief system programs and a body that wants to do its own thing with its different energies. You know, sometimes it's wants to go and sometimes it wants to rest and sometimes it wants other things and it's hungry. And so that all has different agendas and then different emotions and desires and my soul and my spirit and, those are I just getting all those to work together and relate in harmony is a lot. And then I'm going to take all of that and I'm just going to like, oh, share that with another person with all their components. And we're just all going to get that to mix up and be harmonious. Yeah, right. That's going to work out without any negotiation. Yeah. Why are we even trying? <laughs> <laughs> so I well, think it's becoming... Well, why are we trying? Because because I think in our mind and past experiences, wow, it can be just amazing. The relating. It can be and feel, if it's done well, it's amazing. We're so drawn to it like moths to that light. <laughs> yeah, to the flame. And then we get a little burned. Yeah. So it's it's it sounds like, I mean, I know what we're going to talk about, but maybe introduce our... <laughs> listeners to the topic uh, at hand we're going to talk about relationships about relating and connecting about connecting sometime is that disconnecting and what, what that looks a like, lot of times like, like. is the disconnection huh or that's at least what a lot of people are experiencing and what i experienced a lot in my in my relationships historically yes been there i don't often talk about the heartbreak and the frustration and the confusion i think is probably one of the biggest ones mm. uh, but it got me into the work and i think it gets a lot of people into the work of like looking inward and go what's my half 
What am I doing? I seem to be a common denominator in some of these uh, relationships. Uh, And so that's what got me looking inward. I was in a lot of pain and I'm like, uh, yeah, wanting to have really beautiful relationships. Mm. Yeah. No, (laughs) not having them and not having them and the pain of not having that, what you long for or that you hope is possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, same, same here. That's what got me into the self mastery work as well is what had me realize, okay, what I, what am I in control over? Apparently I'm not in control <laughs> about a lot of things here in, in, in the relating department, in the relationship and, and chaos and falling <laughs> apart and things are just blowing up in my face. But so maybe it was just a sense of wanting some control of like, what is my half? Like what, what is going on over here at my end? What is it that I'm doing? And yeah, relationship yeah. where was where my biggest drama, my biggest reactions would show up. I felt like I had it under control in my workplace and, you know, career and other areas of my life. And a lot of that was just denial. I was just hiding out there <laughs> to, <laughs> to avoid because it felt safer to be there yeah. and feel accomplished and doing things and getting high on the accomplishments. Yeah. You, you could, you could have win and success. Yes. Know? But I didn't feel so winning and successful at the yeah. relating. Yeah. I could, I could run a nuclear power plant, but I couldn't have a <laughs> conversation sometimes with a relationship that felt good. You know, that was like... <laughs> Which makes me really like uh, curious and, and, and excited about this conversation. And we're talked about doing a whole, I, I mean, a little series here of podcast episodes about relationship. So what we're heading into is what you're saying is more complicated than a nuclear power plant. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you. Uh, just share with you, like, no, I don't think I said it that way. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I made it sound like that I, way. <laughs> and I, and I don't mean it that way. Uh, what it is, is I was completely, you know, I got years of training on a nuclear power plant. I had zero conscious training on a relationship, how to Good have point. a conversation, what was happening. I don't think it's more complicated. Um, I think it's, there's just a lot of unconscious programs that, that, that run amok and that's actually much simpler, but if we have no idea what it looks like and how to, where the controls are and what to do, yeah, we're going to run aground. We're going to steer that relationship (laughs) right aground. Uh, so, but yeah, when you don't, when you don't know what it is. To a car mechanic, a car is not complicated. To somebody who hasn't looked under the hood and knows what the parts are, it's like, well, I don't know what that is. So, yeah. We don't have the university degree and the years of practice in relationship. Here's here's the three things that we don't get training in that are most helpful. A, our emotions, regulating our emotions and belief systems. B, money, and C, relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Uh, so hence we're here Mm -hmm. and 
we're going to share some things that I've learned, you've learned as a work in progress. Uh, yeah. I've learned as a work in progress. And, um, and then we're going to do a workshop. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Go, go deeper onto uh, how to put order and, and connection and get to the feel good stuff in relationship. Yeah, because it is possible. I mean, isn't that what we're trying to get to here? That it is possible to have that connection that we're longing for. Yeah. And, we'll yeah, and diving into practicing how to get there because there are a few steps. And yeah. that, that's what I feel really excited about this workshop that we're going to do in January. I really like yeah, there's laying out the foundation and the steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But where are people at? Yeah. We want to get to a nice heartfelt loving, uh, allow yourself to melt. Yeah. And like, oh man, that was really nice. And this, I enjoyed that. And let's do, and you do, and you, and you know how to create it because uh, you're consciously doing it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, if I, if I do these things in this order, like, yeah, I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I let the unconscious program, I don't get there. Mm-hmm. If I let the unconscious program run it, I don't get there. So, but let's talk a little bit about background, where people are, how we get here which is generally where we show up to the work is where I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. How did I get here? And <clears throat> where is here in the drama and the disconnection? Yeah. Cause you, cause you asked the question where people are at and where, where, when you talk to people, where, where are they at? What are you hearing? Where have you been yourself? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very much like looking into a mirror or, or my own experiences. Yeah, both talking to clients, but talking to, to friends and, and people around me or just hearing people's struggles. Um, yes, I think in general, there's pain and confusion. <laughs> It's a very general way of describing it, but uh, we can get more into the details. But pain about that longing that you talked about, that longing of wanting to connect that we kind of all have inside of us. Yeah, we're programmed from the soul level. Yes, to connect with others, like it's it's it, and it's more than just kind of tribal instinct of survival. I, in my experience. It's something that happens when we connect on that level and we can talk more about what that connection is. But I feel I feel like it's felt in the heart. We know about it. We know about it and we long for it with other people. And then, you know, in the beginning of a relationship or, you know, you, you get, you fall in love and you're... Start feeling this chemistry and this passion and like this is the person <clears throat> finally and it's you and them against the world or whatever. Yeah, and I think it answers kind of the spiritual calling of seeking oneness. Yes. You know, like yes. Oh, I'm not an individual. I I belong together. And there's a there's an expansion into wholeness and yeah. 
So there's there's that longing and that feeling and knowing, inner knowing of potential of what is possible. But then the confusion of keep kind of often falling out of that. Maybe you feel it in the beginning of the relationship and then falling out of it and not knowing why it happens. And then just seeing the disconnect and the conflicts and feeling like you're now against each other rather than on the same team, on the Mm -hmm. same side. And I think when that happens, I was, I was talking to a friend the other week and she described it like she described something in the interaction with her husband and things that he had to do and go away traveling for work. And I could hear, you could feel her, her pain or her dissatisfaction with the situation. But then it's like, we need to, a way to survive through the pain. <laughs> we needed a way to protect ourselves from that pain of that longing. So often I think what happens is we cover it up. We rationalize it. It's like, yeah, but of course, this is what it is to be married. You know, this is what happens after a while in a relationship. Or um, of course, he needs to go travel. It's because it's for work. You know, we we our mind our protector parts in our mind program is trying to protect us from that pain. Part of the so denial, rather than part of the, de, part of the denial system, part of the denial system, for sure. That's when we get busy and start working more or, or, you know, watch more Netflix or something, but it's instead of feeling the pain and hurt from that longing, not being met, we just create a lot of explanations and, and stay in our heads about it. Well, not because that longing's wrong. It's so we don't know what to do with it because we don't know how to channel it in a way to, to be met there, to have it fulfilled. Yeah, that, but I also, in my experience, I know like the work we do, we see it a lot, huh? our, our capacity to hold pain and hurt is not so high. (laughs) So we tend to find other ways out of that. If we feel the slightest amount of pain and and suffering, we're like, okay, let's distract or find a solution or fix this. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, and in the process, we bury the longing also. Exactly. Give up up the desire. Don't try because it just leads to hurt and dissatisfaction. So we stop trying. So there are a few layers here. Like, Yeah. 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 No, and of course, it doesn't have to be the pain and suffering when we have that longing more met, which I think yeah. is, is possible. Yeah. So that's that's some of what I'm seeing. Um, what what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Talking to people. The, the, what, what have I experienced? What I've seen and heard? It's the full range. Uh, you know, from, from me coming into this work because of frustration and confusion and... Ah! Uh, and being a long work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a conversation just the other day with a with a fellow. He's trying to trying to help his daughter. That's what comes to mind, and you know, she's having some emotional reactions. Mm-hmm. And he's been reading books for years. He's got oh, I got stacks of books in the garage. I'm like, yeah, have you done the work? Like, because you, you can't do the work 
you know, through books is your intellect's not going to take you there. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's still working on himself, but he's like, now he's like a whole different level of motivation because he sees his daughter doing these kind of emotional reactions. And he's like, okay, that's, that's not healthy. And it's like, takes a long time for her to calm down. Mm-hmm. And so that now he's motivated, like, okay, cause he can be in denial about it himself for a while, mm-hmm. be uncomfortable about going there. And I asked him, I'm like, well, what, what's happening in the conversation? And he's like, well, gosh, I'd really have to think about that. But like, I didn't know you want these details. Like, yeah, how the detail these conversations go has a big impact. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I didn't know that. And it's like, well, so finally it kind of says, well, the other day, <clears throat> yeah, she, I was telling her, you know, that, you know, she, she can control this. She doesn't have to, to react this way. She can do something about this. And I was like, ouch. Because I know his good intentions is to encourage her, to, to strengthen her, to support her, uh, give her some positive. But I also know what a mind is going to do with that positively well-intentioned message is she's going to calculate, oh, dad's telling me I should be able to control this, manage this, but I don't. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not able to. Therefore, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And so that's going to set up in her unconscious or consciously a sense of failure, mm-hmm. sense of guilt. I'm not doing what I should do, not good enough. And then, oh, as she tries more and more, I still can't. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't I? Will be the next question the mind kind of ask. Oh, well, I'm supposed to, but I'm not doing it. And the mind will give an answer because the mind in the belief system does that. There must be something wrong with me is typically one. Mm-hmm. Or, or we define it as I'm not enough to solve this, to do what I'm supposed to do, or I'm too much of something. Kind of label ourselves with those narratives. And shame. So dad's well-intentioned conversation the unconscious or somewhat conscious mind of that receiver is turned it into something more painful yeah and then there's this is how i see the layers and then there is the next level of well now how does she feel about talking to dad Mm -hmm. that's an unpleasant experience to talk to dad how willing is she to open up and explore uh less so now and so you know dad's good intentions the way the just the way the the message is phrased or the trying to help in that way uh you know it's more pain for her the daughter and it's you know more frustration for the dad and now you've exaggerated the cycles of hurt and frustration and they'll just try harder to do the same thing yeah you know to willpower their way through the change and more stuff that doesn't work and adding more tension over time and so this is this is what's going on out there and that protection against pain again like oh painful to talk to dad about this like yeah 
I'm going to avoid doing that or protect against it. And now disconnection and he's wondering why is she not talking to me or opening up or why is she quiet? And another and piece, and another piece to this that I also find really important in relating both to ourselves and our inner world of emotions and beliefs and characters and all of that, and with others, it's it's our capacity, which you touched on in the beginning, the things that we should have a university degree in or <laughs> learn in school, have training in it about our emotions, so, because usually we're we don't have big capacity to hold a big range of emotions and to hold them. I mean, to meet them, to be with them. We've been programmed or conditioned to try and fix them, to have them go away. Deny. So usually, or deny, you know, addict addiction to work or shopping or food or and exercise. Or, yeah. 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 Or weed. But so that's also something that I see a lot that I recognize in my own relating to my, to my child. The wanting to, my own capacity to hold emotions is a direct reflection of how much emotion I think it's okay that she expresses. Uh, so it's like when she say, has a say big... That, say that again. Yeah. My, my own capacity to meet, to be with, to feel emotions is a direct reflection of how okay I think it is for her to have big emotional waves or outbursts. Right. So I see that a lot in the relating between parents and, and children. And of course, also between grown-ups and relationships and friendships or whatever it is, but maybe more so between, because imagine teenage years or just the, the, the four-year-old tantrums. So it's like when we're not, comfortable with holding space for our own emotions we will tell our children and other people to go fix their emotions stop crying don't do that why why are you making such a big fuss like why are you like you don't have to do it this way to to the parents comfort and not for the benefit of the child yes yeah like this dad like this dad who's like he's frustrated about what's going on exactly so instead of and the training in emotions that we more need, that is more helpful, mm-hmm. is to hold space for our own emotions, which means someone else modeling that, holding space for our emotions as we're growing up and saying, hey, yeah, I feel you're really angry. I hear you. I feel you. And That it is okay that that anger is there. And be comfortable with that. Be comfortable with that. And send that signal through the nervous systems. Like it's... Okay. So this is this is some of the beloved chaos. Yeah. This is some of uh our ability and how we relate with ourselves dictating, being a part of the ingredients and in how we relate to someone else, how we then try and control someone else, yep. make them change, be different. Yep. Which then like, oh, that's a cascade to the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do this so I don't have to deal with my inner stuff yeah which i think from you know when when that's me and i'm in that Mm. oh if okay you go do this and then i'm going to be much better that feels great (laughs) 
<laughs> but if I'm receiving that, it's, it looks like problem solved. But if I'm receiving that, if someone says, Gary, you got to change. Yeah. I don't like that so much. I no. tend to have a bad reaction to that. Tell me what to do. Tell me how I have to be. You're not accepting me the way I am. I don't feel loved. I feel rejected, hurt. Yeah. Uh, there's those programs at all. Say, And we were having a conversation earlier. And I think we defined it this way. Mm. That still connection. Mm, yeah. The, the, the it's, kind of defining connection and what that is. And the, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let's, let's, let's get into like defining connection. That's still connection, but now we're connecting through drama, mm-hmm. ego, emotional belief programs that are emotionally toxic. Yeah. We're still having a conversation. We're still, uh talking we're still communicating because that's what's supposed to do and going to make relationships better mm-hmm. but we're con- communicating through our wounds to their control strategy or our control strategy to their wounds and we're still communicating because that's the key to relationship right <laughs> <laughs> but how are we communicating we're communicating through this ego programs to ego programs emotional wounds and hurting ourselves and hurting each other and so to me, I would say, okay, people are still connected. And some people are afraid to let go of that and stop because then they'll like, they'll be alone. They'll be mm. disconnected. They hang on to that kind of relationship. So it's at least some kind of connection. Yeah. But it's program to program. And meanwhile, there's two human beings that have hearts and souls that are being dragged along into this drama and they're not connecting heart to heart mm. or soul to soul or with conscious presence or holding space for each other. So those kinds of things that have real, they show up and are able to be present with themselves and each other. Yeah. So, so I think that word connection can have a lot of degrees, you know, heart and soul or spiritual or a conversation or empathy is a connection that's emotional, but through the drama making ego parts it's still connection, but of but a toxic kind. Yeah, because to me, it's yeah on the very kind of in a way technical level, connection is formed through attention. Like what we put our attention on is like forming a connection. It's forming a channel. So yeah, and we started talking about this had this conversation about like what is this connection then? Like if people are experiencing this connection. Like, what is that? And of course, that can be aloneness. Like, we don't have anyone in our life and we feel lonely and there's no other. And that will have an impact on our nervous system. Know that through many studies. And like we said, also on the heart and soul and that longing for a connection. But then people can still feel disconnected while they're in a relationship. And as, Yeah you put it beautifully it's 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 like the human and the human is not relating they are not connected it's like a mind program with another mind program mm-hmm. that are interacting and 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 connecting and putting the attention on each other so it looks like there's connection but we still feel disconnected because that heart yeah. channel or that Mm, deeper sense of being understood 
being seen, being respected and valued and loved. And you know, that unconditional love that we all long for, like, just love me the way I am with with everything that's me. But now you're telling me all these things that I need to do different for you to be happy. And now I don't feel unconditionally loved and accepted. Um, And some people weigh that drama connection through belief programs, ego programs. You know, they look, it's like, well, that's better than being alone. So their mind does this unconscious calculation, which is more painful. Yeah. And they're like, well, I got to stay here. Yeah. As if those were the only two options. Yes. You know, like, because there's this other one that is like, okay, what's heartfelt? What's connecting through the heart? What's with being present with each other? It's like, sometimes when you're deep in drama and you've been doing it for a while, you've been just kind of numbing out, oh, rationalizing the distance. Yeah. Because, okay, arguing's numb. That doesn't get you anywhere. So you just stop talking. Yes. Walking around on eggshells, like not knowing what's going to make anything worse or cause something that you're not willing to (laughs) go into on a Friday evening. You're numbing out, becoming roommates, just doing what's comfortable, but not getting close. Yeah. And open. So yeah, those, those look like the choices you're limited to. And you try not to remember, or you try to forget sometimes like, okay, where are those good feelings and where do they go and how do we get there? Because your attempts to get there Mm -hmm. in the ways that you've done it through the ego mind, through belief programs have failed. So you're like, oh, I don't want to try that anymore. Yeah. Save myself from pain by not trying. Yes. So it's kind of a sad story. It's, It's a really sad story. And again, it's that like, yeah, escaping from that pain. our minds tends to be really tricky about that. We don't even know it's happening. It it sounds like logic. (laughs) It sounds like something rational. It sounds like, oh, this is normal. Everyone is having it. This Everyone are having these struggles in their relationships. But that's just covering up pain and fear and disconnection and longing underneath. Yeah, in one of my deeper relationship learning experiences you know my partner was telling me this is normal Mm. uh this is what couples do you know Mm. and i was like i don't want normal yeah i don't want to do this i don't want what normal is for this society because you know if you think like okay half the couples get divorced that means the median average is just barely making it you're right on that cusp of getting divorced. That's that means that's that's kind of the center of the distribution, then, right? <laughs> that's that's normal. Yeah, that's the meridian, or what do you call it? Like, yeah, the median average. Mm, yeah, uh, statistical term. Like, okay, the normal average median relationship. They're on the edge of getting divorced. Yes, I don't want normal. No, <laughs> I think it's like that's. That's the norm. Norm is not healthy, loving, connected, supportive. And I'm like, I want to be somewhere over there in the abnormal. uh, Supernatural. uh, Supernatural. Side of things. Bizarre. I want to be a weirdo. (laughs) In a relationship, weirdo, strange, different, 
give me any term that gets me away from normal. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to stand out on this one. Yeah. I'm willing yeah. to be the small little yeah. percentile that's hanging out in the crazy. outer edge. Crazy is looking pretty good. Like yeah. that's crazy to think that's possible, Gary. That's yes. To a normal person, good. If a normal person thinks it's crazy because it's so different, fine. Call me that. Yeah, but I want a heartfelt, present connection. Yes. So call me what you want. But if I get that, it's all that label making is going to be totally worth it. And I'm going to be like, yes. So so that, that just brings up the question for me. Like, where does this land? Because that <clears throat> something we often hear is like, yeah, don't believe the fairy tales. We've been spoon fed with the fairy tales like don't believe that the happy ending and that you're just going to be happy in relationships uh, are you saying that we should believe in the fairy tales and that they're <sighs> possible or that's a very good yes because there's a fairy tale version and that is the happily ever after there aren't any problems there's mm -hmm. nothing to solve uh, as long as you find the right person, right? Then is the right then is all going to be figured out. It's all just going to magically work. Yeah, yeah. All of those dimensions that I mentioned earlier: spiritual, emotional, belief systems, uh, other programs, habits, behaviors, food choices. You know what my body wants and its desires are uh, sexual attraction. They just click. Uh, libidos. <laughs> it's all going to be click, and it's going to click. And as you change, they will change, and so it will continue to click you'll change together and there will be nothing to work out. I want that. Can you sign me up for that? Do you have a list for that somewhere? If I knew where that was, <laughs> uh, I would have done it. I've tried that a couple of times. Did not end well. No. Uh, those were turned in pretty painful. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the version. Yeah. That's the version of relationships that we, we get as the solution mm. growing up that this is, this is how it's going to be. Um, it still doesn't give us that training in relationship. It just says, here's a pretty picture. Go do that. Yeah. Don't actually get training in relationship. Learn how to communicate and solve problems in a heart to heart way where you open and connect mm -hmm. uh, with each other and unwind your belief systems and detach from your egos. So you can dissolve that and meet heart to heart. No, don't do that look, training. And are willing to look at your own reflection in the other person's yeah. behavior. Yeah. yeah. And let go of your need to control and change them. No, don't, don't do that training. No, just go find the right person. Yeah. And get a pretty dress and a white horse or whatever. Whatever. Do I need a white horse? Probably yeah. a, a big horse and a sword. And I got to probably slay. Uh, something like that. And if it's not a sl horse, a it's dragon a fast or car or something. <laughs> This might be related to a belief system program that causes problem through the ego idea of what relationship is. Yes. Uh, you know, but this is part of the this is part of the chronological order that we bring into the relationship, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The you're talking about that honeymoon phase where everything seems like that fairy tale, and it's just like, oh my god, big connection and passion yeah. and. But maybe there's something yeah. before that too. When we start just I, I checking each some, other out, I, I I wrote up some notes. Oh, there's there's yeah, there's great funny stories. Uh, you know, you you meet, <laughs> and of course, 
you know, you, you, you see them and you imagine the fairy tale and like, oh, they're, you know, going to be the mother or father of my children. And I want to name, you know, our grandkids after them. And then, mm. you know, um, and this is, will be our life happily ever after I should definitely go over and talk to them then, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so, and then you, you start talking and of course you present to them your best positive image of everything that's good for you. And they present mm-hmm. the best positive image of everything that's good for them. And I'm hiding all the stuff, all the insecurities, bad, shameful stuff that I don't want them to know about. Yeah. Um, you're just really sassy yeah. and really smart yeah. and, and, and funny. Yes. 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 And, uh, and of course they don't see that image. Mm-hmm. They see whatever they do, do see. And, uh, oh, they see that. their projections and they you know, see, the, they see what they want to see. They're not in shining armor or the dweeb or the nerd or the perfect or the lover like or the creepy perfect cook or, or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I haven't shown them the other stuff. So they have their own distorted image in their mind and they're projecting the best image they have and hiding the other one. And so there's six <laughs> distorted images running around between the two of us. And then, you know, they start all relating and interacting with each other and that's a normal relationship. And this is called dating. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more Sometimes. like a group, group activity. <laughs> Team effort. <laughs> it's a six image chaotic dance. Uh, and then, and then, you know, years later, you're like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I've been this way the whole time. I'm like, yeah. And the image I had of them, you know, was the big lie. Yeah. Okay. This, we're not this willing to see this, them. This is, this is part of the relationship course. And, mm-hmm. you know, and in spite of it, you know, I'm still susceptible to it. <laughs> having having known that and done that i'm like yeah i can still my mind's still gonna project and create things yeah so anyways, because so that, it's a big storyteller that is it's like what it does that's what our that's what our yeah. mind does yeah. but are you aware Relation- or, or not like yeah. is it so, pulling you along or or can you stand on the side and kind of watch that happening yeah yeah, yeah. so that's so that's helping up but you know as you as you get to know each other maybe <laughs> you feel safe it feels good some of the stuff's good you're like, oh, I can trust this person. I can open up. You get to the point where it's so much, you get to that heart opening, love this person experience. And now it feels like the fairy tale because we've got this great yearning inside that the heart wants to come out and express love, wants to feel love. And well, once it does that, that emotion just tells us, oh, this is the one. This is right. This solves everything. Here it is. It's perfect. Everything I've been waiting for. Or it's perfect. I know I can change her or him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Just never felt this be. way before. Yeah. And so then you feel like you have the fairy tale and that the, the myth is now true. Therefore. I love how you're setting up the stage. I'm I'm right here in the audience with the popcorn going and I'm just yeah, like enjoying the whole the, the whole rom com. Yeah, movie. but I also yeah, but I also sense like there's some ooh drama, like this is not gonna go just the happy well, the ending six, thing. Six images kind of foreshadows that things might so I'm a little bit biting my na- nails and wondering like what's gonna happen. Well, yeah, because then you have to figure out, you know, uh how to manage the in-laws. Uh Oh, you know, not the in-laws. Where are you going to live? Who's, whose career is going to take priority? Who's going to change the diapers? Why mm-hmm. am I the one that's doing all the laundry and the chores? And, you know, why are we having not having enough sex? Or why are we having too much sex? And you're always this way. And you're not always, 
you're not doing this for me. Why am I uh, not allowed to spend time with my friends the way I want to? You know, what's wrong with poker night, really? Three times a week. Why is right. that a problem? Right. Or once a week or once a month or a bachelor party or a bachelorette party or... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, insecurity show up, fear show up. Now I start feeling the tension Longing. building. Yeah. yeah. How do you manage that? Mm-hmm. How do you have a conversation when things aren't perfect, fitting that image, what kind of emotional reactions happen? How do we try and fix those, stop those, shame those? Don't overreact. Oh, now we're dismissing each other. That probably doesn't feel great. Yet I think I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you to put those emotions away. Yeah. <sighs> Is this the face where we start telling each other what, what the other person should be doing so that I can be more happy and that the relationship would work better. Well, that's the face I go to. Yes. You know, <laughs> somebody else has their own program. I'm, I'm, I'm a big tell other people what to do. It's one of my <laughs> programs. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, that's so. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, how does that go? That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. And so what do we do? We're like, okay, let's not bring those things up. We don't have a way to resolve getting our needs met or navigating those emotions because we're fighting through the ego versions of connection and an argument and tussle and it's wrong and it's bad and it's like not worth it. And so we start to disconnect from heart to heart because, you know, those conversations don't bear fruit of feeling better and getting our needs met and getting our desires met. Is it also just, is it also just the pain of losing that beautiful connection you felt you had? Like I had the fair tale. I had, I had it. And now why are they behaving this way? Or why is this happening? Or that confusion and like (gasps) loss. I think everybody kind of tells their own story, their own way. They've got their own story. They kind of tell in their own version. You know, sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes it's my fault. I'm not enough. I'm too Mm -hmm. much. Yeah, they are this or that. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's longing for the past. Sometimes it's like, oh, the future I long for isn't happening. Happening, you know, I've lost it. You know, so I think there's, you know, different versions of expectation and time that move to the front for different people. Yeah, but then you start to move like, okay, you don't have a good. You know, everybody says the key is communication, but it's like, what kind of communication? Not everybody, but a lot of people say, oh, for relationships to work, you got to really communicate. But but if the communication hurts. Because <laughs> you're doing it belief system, belief system, ego to ego. Do you really want to sit down work. and communicate then? Yeah. yeah. So no, you don't. So now you we better start numbing. have poker night or watch Netflix in that case. Please go have poker night. Yeah. Go or, somewhere. Get out of here. Get out of my way. Yeah. Yeah. Or hide Be- under work. And- yeah. Yeah. And so now becomes the numbing and distancing strategies mm-hmm. that are uh, because you don't have that capacity to hold space for each other and figure those things out and listen and understand each other. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying to solve things at the level of say the guy I mentioned earlier. He's like, oh, you shouldn't tell him to start. You you should be able to control that. Yeah. You 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 know just. Use your willpower and stop that emotional reaction. Yeah. You're trying to solve things at that level instead of really, okay, what's going on with her emotions? What's going on in her mind and her stories? 
what's going on in her nervous system's attachment and maybe even a trauma level yeah that needs to be dissolved by holding space for it So that's a different version of where it could go. And what are, I'm just thinking about the consequences, <laughs> some of the consequences of all of this, because then we have, right. we have different ways of, of when we get to that point, like you said, some of us, we numb out and we're in denial and just, or tell ourselves like, yeah, this is normal. This is what, what relating is. And this is family life. And this is, you know, all of this. Some of us, we escape. Huh? We're just like, let's get out of here. Um, it's them. <laughs> they weren't the right person for me. They were not this, this, and that. They weren't loving enough. They weren't adventurous enough. They weren't understanding enough. Uh, whatever it is. and we move on. I call, I call these the attack and defend conversations. Yeah. 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 The attacking and defend, but, but also like, what do we do when we are faced with this disconnection situation? Like, okay, this is what we got. Yeah. Like either we defend ourselves against it and we, or we move on, we leave that relationship and we, take our programs with us <laughs> and we move into the next relationship. And like, this is, this is going to be the one. Here's the I, didn't fairy find, tale. I didn't find the right person. I'm going to keep my fairy tale of find the right person. Yes. I just, I'm going to keep my belief system of what the model of relationship is. I'm going to yes. apply all my same lack of training yes. and use my formula for the next one and expect it to get a better result. Because the other person now is different. So I will get a different result to my and the, program. And the other person won't have any issues and we will line up and match on everything spiritual, emotional, belief Finally, system, it will click. Sexual. Yes, everything will click. And we will continue to click as we change and grow. Yeah. 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 Good formula, fantasy girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we take we take our same formula without looking inward. Yeah. Speaking from experience. Yeah. These lessons are hard earned. This is hard earned wisdom. Yeah, it, it tends to get pretty painful and and humbling and um is that especially when we start learning a little more about then what connection actually is <laughs> because then is that's when we start seeing <laughs> how we have done the opposites <laughs> yeah yeah mm. and i think and i think if we look at what's a different model what what like to a to start a relationship with or to take one that's gone to some level of distortion, distrust, hurt, and to bring it back into a healing, to, to go back into a heart-to-heart connection. I think the normal person looks at it and go, well, that would be weird. That would be strange. That would be crazy. That's not going to work. That's too different. I don't know how to do that. 
I think they would tell themselves, you know, if you said, hey, you can go have this other kind of paradigm relationship. Mm. I think the normal response is to the mind, like, no, they have some judgment, weird, strange, that'd be different, that being sounds uncomfortable. Let me just go back to my fairy tale version narrative of I'll just go find the right person or I'll numb out and that's safe and better. So I think there's some resistance to like, what is something new and different? Is that possible? Of course, because part of getting that new and different and what we're longing for means we need to meet <laughs> with our own patterns and with our own ego mind and the attachment and you know all the survival mechanisms that are built in there. So of course, it's going to be a resistance. Of course, it's going to be like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Because in my experience, that's that's part of what it takes. We need to be willing to really go in there and look ourselves in the mirror and say like, okay, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to, is it more important to stay attached to these patterns at the expense of the cost of (laughs) connection and relationship? Yeah. Because the things we've learned by experience is if we try and go have a conversation with them to get our desires met, we're going to be disappointed and hurt. And so to avoid that, don't try is one of the belief programs we've learned. And therefore that just belief program becomes a blanket and it includes don't try something different. Mm. That belief program isn't smart enough to say to us in our mind, Oh yeah, you've, you've tried this other thing. It didn't work and it caused pain. Yeah, but this other thing is different. No, it just says, don't try anything. Mm-hmm. And that's part of where the struggle is, is, you know, people are like, oh, I got to try something different, something that's uncomfortable, something that's unknown to me. Yeah, something that is unknown that I not that I don't know how to do. I mean, that's scary. I don't know how to do it. So I got to allow myself some learning clarity and time. And be a beginner. Be a beginner. Fumble around. Yeah. Make a mess. Yeah. (laughs) Make a mess. Practice. Go, oh, okay. Be willing to make mistakes and, you know, say sorry. Yeah. So there's not only the struggle with the relationship. That's a really good point. There's a struggle of like, I have to learn something new. I. And here's the question that I that I ask people, you know, when they're working on the relationship stuff now, it's like, okay, do you feel you show up and you're done? You're like, this is a finished product. This is who I am. Okay. Just, just fine. Or do you feel, Hey, I'm a work in progress. I'm going to grow and I'm going to change and I'm going to evolve consciously or unconsciously. I'm at least going to change. And consciously I'm going to try and change for, to be a better version of myself. You know, like, are you trying to do that? So do you see yourself as a work in progress? Do you say, I'm fixed? I'm not changeable. Mm-hmm. And those are two different paradigms. And if you feel you're a work in progress, then like, okay, what do you want to go work on? Yeah, there are a lot of layers here for, for sure to, to, to get to the point where you're like, yes, I'm willing to do that. And, and taking on that, setting out on that journey. Because that that way of identifying to like I am this way. I just have a you know quick my temper just 
just blows up and then it blows over. Like that's just who I am. It's also part of protection, huh? It's it's the way we've been protecting ourselves from criticism and hurt. So there's a lot of things to be willing to let go of. There's a kind of self-acceptance in that narrative. Oh, this is just the way I am. It's like, I've, I've, I'm accepted of myself. I'm not criticized. I shouldn't be any different. I don't have to be any different. There is kind of like a self-acceptance, like this is the way I am, quality to that that feels better and yet doesn't allow for change. So it's kind of limiting too. Yeah, and I, I, I smell some poop. <laughs> 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 because... If it's if it's real acceptance, I, was, I wasn't saying it was real genuine self acceptance that was healthy. I'm I, saying it's a it's it's yeah. got the denial system about what's underneath. I, I get it. It, it. it is is a good layer. Of, it's a good kind of denial. Uh, <laughs> I, I get it. It's authentic self acceptance. I get it. But just let me get to my point here. Um, if it's self-acceptance then it's i mean it's it's out of love but i hear i hear this often coming out as a defense that's just who i am don't try and change me you just have to accept me the way i am you you can feel underneath is the fear because it's coming out with some kind of defense or anger so it's like it's a fear driven and that's but yeah i mean at least it's not self-judgment but it doesn't come out of self-judgment, but actually I think there's self-judgment underneath. Yeah, that, yeah. That, dead on. Yes, there's but certainly then covered self-judgment. Up that's, like, that's too painful to acknowledge. To face. So we're just like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's layered. There's, yeah, you're, you're, you're smelling poop. There's poop underneath <laughs> that. But yeah, you're right. At least it's not coming out as self-judgment and like, I'm so bad. I, you know, I can't do anything right. And why did I get angry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be able to acknowledge it without doing that extra story on top of what you're yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yes, like I think we can agree, like there's a lot that you need to be willing to face inside of yourself with your own patterns. It's a humbling experience <laughs> to set out on this, to set out on changing you're relating is it is it a lot or does it feel like a lot to the mind because i think to conscious present self yeah to conscious present self it's a more of a natural state but it's a lot it's, for it's the not, ego to let to go change. of yeah like it's a, a lot what? for the ego to let go of attachment around and clinging around yeah well the ego has a lot of problems with change or anything different so yeah for everything the ego's a lot so yeah. Uh, so, but it's. I've I've tried the fairy tale. I've tried all these other versions. Uh, no, I like the more honest effort, even if it's a continual effort or it's. Have you really tried all of times. them? I how, think. How I've many partners them. have you had? <laughs> or you just tried multiple in, in different. Well, in my in my mind and belief system, I've uh, I've lived in a lot of stories. <laughs> okay. Listen, and and all the ones I've heard and other people trying, 
yeah. uh, that were drama making, belief system based. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to try, I, I know enough about those that I want to try those. And I like the, okay, what's the, what's the path to consciously be present and connect heart to heart? Um, that feels like it has the, it's, it's, it's proven to have the most results and potential to me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it feels different. Yeah. And it's they, not the normal game. It's not the no. quote unquote normal. No. And uh and it allows for allows for a process to consciously dissolve these ego programs that try and run the show. Mm. And it allows for a process to uh, heal the wounds. Heal the wounds. And then something after that of like enjoying everything that is life. When mm-hmm. you're feeling that connected with another person, it also means that you're able to feel that connected with yourself and that connected to life. So it's, it's kind of being there, being present for life itself, for this moment and this moment and this experience and that heartfelt, you know, glance at each other or that conversation or that, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's like you're there for it. You're present with it. You're not off in your mind in the past or the future and projecting onto it why it's good or bad or something but you're like you're there you're showing up for your life this calls for a bigger conversation what is that other version yeah yeah that won't get covered in two sentences (laughs) What is that connection that is possible? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How do you get there? Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying show up for your life, but it's like, okay, you've, you've packed a lot of meaning in there. I suspect that. Yeah. It's a whole feeling. It's a whole. Yeah. yeah. I want to draw more of that out of you. Like, because that, well, those words, the way you feel it isn't going to translate through words to the same feeling to other people. So what is be a little more effort for time to take them into that dream? Sure. We can take, we'll take their mind on board and in, in understanding it, but okay. I do think they can feel me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. To be continued. Yeah. Let's yes. I'd love to let's continue this in the next, in the next episode and talk more about the, connection itself what it can feel like how to get there yeah and keep it and keep an eye out for the schedule for relationship connection workshop yes come join us come practice this it's going to be great I've done these exercises we've done these exercises with groups saying Teo and workshops and people have been like Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Game, cha- game changer for how they communicate. 
Exactly. Because there's something that we're often missing when we're trying to go for all these other beautiful things in a relationship, but there's like a foundation that we're missing, but I'm not going to jump ahead to that because I think we'll get to that Okay. as we keep doing this. On the relationship relationship connection episode two. Yes. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the awareness and consciousness podcast. Thank you for joining me on the uncover you podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for a good connecting conversation. Thank you for sharing, Mm. listening. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And if this was helpful to you, I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.